med school's ex-boyfriend Jerome <laughs> then got with Claire Huxtable and locked Cicely Tyson in the basement. <laughs> and every movie is related to CW's The Game. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all. I'm Sid. And this is The New Chitlin' Circuit. We review indie, low-budget, and direct-to-TV black films. What we watched this week, Sid? This week, um, we watched, and I've said this to you offline, um, we watched a movie with a title that serves as a double entendre, um, mm. done by um, a man who has, I would say, both um, impacted our lives in positive and negative lights. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched A Fall from Grace yes. by the Tyler Perry, which was written, directed, and produced by the mm-hmm. same man. One yeah. writer's room, one camera, one studio. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry. Yes. Um, so, guys, this is, you know, we usually do, we do a full episode. Where we'll have a segment at the end. This this week will be a Tyler Perry double header. <laughs> double header. <laughs> and as me, this is a guiding philosophy in me and Sydney's life. Do you know what that philosophy is, Sid? I don't know. Surprise me. I'm, I'm interested. The philosophy is start with the mess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's do the mess first. We're, we're going to do yes. the mess first. So the next movie will be the, the movie in the next segment will be a, a different tone, but let's start with the mess. <laughs> yes. Let's start with, because my God, the mess. Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney, who's in this movie? Let's just, uh, other than Tyler Perry. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm always surprised that people of like, you know, great and just extraordinary backgrounds um, and these lovely resumes still do work with Tyler Perry. Um, So, you know, there's people like Felicia Rashad. She's in this as main character. Cicely Tyson, bless her heart. You don't have to do this. I know know you are for the people. You are of the people. You're a woman of for us, but like you didn't have to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, But more power to you. Crystal Fox is our main character protagonist of Grace, hence the title of Fall from Grace, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brisha Webb, she's in this playing Jasmine and like an attorney. What's her name? Isn't that Brisha? That's not her name? No, I was thinking about something. That, that made me think of Patasha. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Patasha in this I movie Chris- or not? <laughs> her name is Tosha and she is not in this movie. <laughs> okay, okay. Keep going. I'm sorry. I guys. thought... I thought she was Crystal Fox for a, a little bit, but different women. Okay. Um, that we assumed, yeah. Uh, I mean, nobody else's name you would recognize other than Makad Brooks. Yeah. Oh, Makad Brooks. Yep, he's the the villain. Yeah. In the he, movie. I, the first time I saw him was on the game as, as mm-hmm. <laughs> in our opener. Um, he was a boyfriend of Tia Mowry's character on CW's The Game. And yep. he did a lot of TV work from then. He was on a US, USA show that I liked at the time uh, called Necessary Roughness about football. <laughs> I'll never watch that. That's I know. Okay. Many yeah. people did not. It did not have that many seasons. Um, okay. I just watched a lot of USA at that time because I was really into Burn Notice. Um, I was 13. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Angsty. <laughs> nevertheless. Um, but he 
if it feels like he didn't keep pouring into his acting craft. He also makes music, mm-hmm. so like he, maybe he's oh, just been split between. You don't need to. You don't need to. Uh, okay. <laughs> but oh. maybe he's just been like split between crafts or something because his acting has just. Maybe it was also this movie is bad because his acting is just really stagnated. It's not. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have to do much in the game because, you know, the real stars of that show carried it, you know, mm-hmm. the actual cast. He was just you know, a, what's it, supplemental character. What do they call him? Uh, side character. Uh, side character. Uh, I don't know, actually. What's supporting character. Supporting. He had a supporting role. There we go. Yeah. Supporting role. You know, the thing about it is, I'm sorry to even bring that into this because we have enough mess here at hand. There was no need to bring in other, <laughs> other TV shows and movies and stuff. Let's go ahead into it. I would like yeah. to redeem myself and I would like to try mm-hmm. to summarize to this movie it. in 60 seconds. Please. Please do. Okay. Do you, you have a clock ready, Sid? Yeah. Tell me when you're ready to go and we can, we can start it. <sighs> okay. I'm ready. All right. Let's go. All right. So Felicia Rashad got a son who's a scammer who date old ladies and take all mm-hmm. their money. And then in the end, they keep the old ladies in the basement to keep getting the money, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> there's a public defender who works for Tyler Perry's wig, who works for Tyler Perry. Yes. <laughs> who's married to a bunch of other, uh, who's married to another lawyer and has lawyer friends. And he's trying to get off this lady who got framed for murdering mm. Felicia Rasad's son who's Mm -hmm. somehow related to somebody jumping out of a window in the first couple of minutes of the movie. Yes. Did I get it? (laughs) You got it. (laughs) As much as that explanation doesn't make sense, it's how we all felt watching this movie. (laughs) The movie makes no sense. (laughs) It makes no sense. And at this point, I'm just like, what... What is going on in your mind? Like, you know, she hate me. Like, because we discussed how she hate me. Um, it didn't have a, there wasn't a lot of clarity there, but yeah. Spike Lee was going for something. The we just can't uncover what it, what it, what it was, we, right? Yeah. The path was, but wasn't like, clear, but the vision was. Right, exactly. But with a fall from grace, was there ever a path is my question that I would like to pose. Um, because it, there didn't seem to be one. It was this was off a off track the entire time from beginning to end. To say about it. Yeah. The first and <laughs> foremost is Tyler Perry has turned all of his movies hmm, mm-hmm. into two hour long advertisements for Ooh. his television shows. Here's how and why they're the same okay. exact format, the same exact like tone he'd be using the same actors sometimes not in this movie but yeah. he actually no the young girl it, it, the the young folks is any of them i feel like that guy is in one of his shows um i think that matthew law uh the public the attorney's boyfriend yeah i think he's in the oval i, I think, think so but yeah it's just however if you like these movies which include but not limited to Fall from mm-hmm. Grace, <laughs> Medea's family <laughs> funeral. Um, yes. What's the other one? 
um, both acrimony. of the booze, acrimony. If you like this, if you like this stuff, then go ahead and watch the TV shows because this is exactly what he's giving out in thirty this minute up your alley. In- intervals. <laughs> yeah, well, except the TV shows are an hour long. Sisters and Oval are both hour. You know what long. I was thinking? Of? I was thinking of Bruh. Did you did you try and watch Bruh? I watched the first ten minutes of Bruh on BET Plus and. I turned it off. The only thing good <laughs> about Bruh about that. is Miss Chandra, who was who's a frequent actress in Tyler Perry's plays. She's known for uh-huh. like doing this really funny gyrating thing when she sings. Love to see gotcha. her have a job. Love her. Um, and Tyler Perry also lets her cuss. I will get to that later. Um, okay. <laughs> so that's good about Bruh. Literally every other aspect of it from the moment the credits like roll at the end. No, to the moment mm-hmm. the credits roll at the end, it's terrible. But I've gotten off track. What I'm saying is <laughs> Tyler Perry has just, he, his effort has gone to a level of zero for I mean, the bar, is on the, the bar is on the floor. It is on the floor at this point. And I, I just, you, you, you have the equipment. You mm-hmm. have the money. You have the talent. You Any know, we, black we film professional would love to work for you. Especially like exactly. young folks starting out. Exactly. And I, I'm just, it's just wasted. You're wasting it away. And I'm, or maybe you think you're doing something phenomenal. I don't know. He's making money. That's what he's doing. He is making money. <laughs> he is doing it. You know? So that's the first thing I want to say about this and the state of Tyler Perry as it is now, the Tyler Perry Industrial Complex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of thoughts. I read a book on it. <laughs> Go check out Inside the Mind of Tyler Perry, written by Dr. You Shane You did tell Lee. me about this. <laughs> Very thoughtful analysis. It didn't rip it apart, rip apart Tyler Perry's work at all. It was just a really good look into the psyche of the 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 through fair. The, the That's thingy. on Libby. I can get that on Libby. It's audiobook. I got it at the library. I can read it so on it Libby. Might be on, it might be on Libby, but it's clear it reads like a me. dissertation. So it reads like a, like a okay. like it's like essay format. But I thought it was riveting. <laughs> yeah, riveting. So. The plot of this movie is all over the place. The wigs mm-hmm. we have to address. Sydney, we haven't done a wig segment in too long. In so long. How, How were the wigs? Were the wigs? <laughs> and I just if there is one thing, and I said this in Boy Bye, that black films should be getting right, is the hair. Mm-hmm. Why is the hair not together? That's I, that's just one thing that we do. We get hair right. That's that's it. Now, the wigs in this movie were a disgrace. I feel personally victimized by all the wigs in this movie. Tyler Perry's wig jumped off his head through my laptop, slapped me in the face, and back through the screen. <laughs> okay? See it. That is how I feel. I feel like he took the... Didn't he wear a wig in Alex Cross? He did. But he did like the the like the little fade types. <laughs> like the little afro fade. Hated. The the wig was bad. Honestly, Tyler Perry's acting was pretty decent in this movie, but <laughs> but I mean he's pretty good at acting disdained. Like his yeah, acting is, is good for that. Um, if anything, I thought he was one of I I think he played a decent police chief. Well, he was a no, he was a manager of the public defenders. But clearly, yeah. the set they used is set up like a police station. However, <laughs> I didn't. I, and it's all in, in this weird like. They put like a blue lens over yep. the camera, and that's the entire movie is through this blue filter. Yeah. And why? What did that do for anybody but except make me mad and have to put on my glasses to watch the movie? 
Yeah. Here's the next thing I want to get mad about is <laughs> Tyler Perry. Oh, wait, but uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I have to go back to the wigs just one more time. Oh, yeah. Makad Brooks. Why would you oh, allow God. him to put that wig on your head? We Why? That. You, you had a mirror. Did you not see the wig when they glued it on top of that? They just glued it on top of whatever hair. I think he's bald now. He's but bald. they just glued it on top. That was bad. Sick. And we all saw the hurricane wig situation where um, homegirl is in the, like, what do they call it? The um, interrogation room. Yeah. And they're asking her, you know, and I was, and then he, then he told me. Yeah. Ashtray, bitch. And then it just goes to hell. <laughs> Ashtray, bitch. <laughs> he delivered that. That was the funniest though. part of the movie. <laughs> he did. You know. That was exactly what I was going to bring up, actually. Tyler Perry has is, is gotten... Honestly, I think his writing is not that bad. On, if you write as much as Tyler Perry does, you 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 have no choice but to, like, you, you know, write better. It gets better. Like, he's an okay writer. He's a, I think so. Mm-hmm. The problem is the stories. <laughs> that yes. is the problem. Because <laughs> he can move a story. Like, sometimes he does get bogged down and he keeps a scene somewhere too long. But, like... Uh-huh. that's because there's no story there's like right. one event that happens really and then he just writes around that event yes <laughs> the story is bad and and it shows because he keeps making these movies where it leans on the character doing retrospective narration like mm-hmm. you know like acrimony oh oh god oh we can't let's acrimony's that's too much to get into yeah. we don't have enough time but yes i get what you're saying <laughs> But like, if you have a, if you find yourself writing something where the character is retelling it, and then the character goes, mm-hmm. and I was mad. <laughs> you don't need to. But that's, that's that's how this movie starts off. Though it goes, and after my husband left and cheated on me, I never thought I found love again because I was mad as hell. <laughs> and that's when Shannon came in my life, and then it's yeah. just like, okay, and girl. Tyler Perry clearly knows the difference between using narration as a device and using it yes. as a crutch because let's talk about one of our favorite movies from him diary of, diary of a mad black woman Ooh, um classic. kimberly elise has some narration in it but it's not saying i was mad when charles threw me out it's literally like it's it's a diary entry and it moves you with the better story come with the points yeah i've been reading a lot I about story it. structure yeah this is so good and it also just brings back like our um our plan to be uh, like a fall this movie was also tyler perry's fall fall grace if you ask me mm-hmm. make it your was. point we we've given tyler perry chance after chance after his movie started just going downhill and we're just mm-hmm. like all right like you know i'm gonna still go and see it i'm gonna still go and support it because tyler perry you giving black actors jobs mm-hmm. you're giving black creators jobs and you know what yeah. we're gonna support you black man um, we started off on a high with Diary of a Mad Black Woman, I oh, think, yeah. for like a first good. film to come out. That's good. It was a good movie. Good movie. There was also, money note he didn't it. direct it. That that, that plays into why it was it. good. He, yeah. He has yeah. more movies that were good stories than he has movies that he directed well. That's also true. And I think that's also when he started to fall off, when he wanted to direct things. You can see it in House of Pain when we go from like season, what, like uh, yeah. five to six or whatever. It's a crazy where, jump. Bro, like what what happened? Yeah. Um, we see it in writing. We all found out a few months ago that Tyler Perry has no writer's room. Yeah. Which is also that... all of this correlates. It's also why me and Sydney, 
our favorite television show from Tyler Perry's House of Pain because he had a writer's room for the most of he had a writer's room. the series. Yeah. It made you sense. You need that. It yeah. made sense. You you can't, I'm sure you can just write from one perspective. Everyone has lots of different experiences in life. But like, collaboration is a good thing. Yeah, it is. You know, but I, I think it's clearly about money as to why there's no writer's room. But that's another topic. Yeah. This is not a Tyler that's Perry a bashing episode. Yeah. Because uh, we, we do like Tyler Perry. We I'm, are clearly, fans. we're fans in some capacity. Right. We've seen all the movies. <laughs> yes. And here's here's a tough question for you, Sydney. Oh, also for the listeners, it's starting to feel like me and Sydney won't scene by scene this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We gave you the synopsis. There's really nothing more I could clarify for you because even watching the movie, you won't be very clear about what's going on. Yes. Um, there yes. are some highlights that'll jump out, but I want to ask Sid a tough question about um, Tyler Perry's bad movies. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I I hold Tyler Perry's worst movie ever as Boo 2, Amadea Halloween. <laughs> That's Is fair. this better or worse than Boo 2, Amadea Halloween? Not to be confused with Boo, the first one. Boo, the first one was the, good. Which was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to say, because Boo 2 didn't have to happen. It, just, <laughs> it didn't need a sequel. <laughs> so... I want to move forward in saying that Boo 2 is worse than this movie simply because, like, we didn't need a sequel for Boo. Like, that was, it was good how it was. It, the jokes landed. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Like, the story was there. Boo 2 was just like a, um, I guess, like a wannabe type scary movie spoof, and nothing hit on that level. Yeah. And I just, like, okay, this is cool. But we already have this. We have Scary Movie. And that came out 20 years ago, and we like it and watch it. We didn't need that in Boo 2. You gave us something different in the first Boo. I like that. I enjoyed yeah. it. So what I will say, though, I would compare this more to Acrimony. If we're ah, going to do, like, of yeah. his worst movies, between Acrimony and A Fall from Grace, I'm going to at least... I think this was worse than Acrimony. This was definitely worse than Acrimony. Acrimony, I, I still kind of wanted to see, like... What like what she was gonna do? Like I was mad at lyric in acrimony. The movie's bad, but I was mad at him. I was too, but I think we have also discussed how we just are not huge fans of lyric bits in general. I feel sometimes I think about that episode and I feel bad, but then I I said what was true for me. Yeah, we had to we had to you know express ourselves and. Yeah. You know, Tyler Perry owes us one thing from Acrimony, and it's how in the hell did Taraji get on the boat? It how left the, fuck the dock. Did she get on the boat? Did she <laughs> <Dry>. swim? <laughs> Dry. <laughs> did she have a little boat attached to the side? Did like, she what like? Happened? I don't know what happened. Yeah, this was worse than that. Only because like this had a lot. This had too much going on. There's the subplot with the public defender and like her friends and her husband or something. Like it was, mm-hmm. it wasn't. It, it was too much going on and. What right. it really could have been, like, it didn't need to be about having old bitches in the basement. It could have <laughs> just been that he was a scammer, right? Yeah. And then uh-huh. she thought that she killed him. And then we just see a scene where he's crawling out of the house and has a friend pick him up. And he's on the right. run and got her money. That would have been more logical. That's it. It would have been more <laughs> exciting because then he's a sinister guy. And we're actually concerned about whether or not she's going to go to jail for this. Exactly. You know, but no, it. I mean, when they, cause when they even, what just what's going on in the mind to even think about this extra subplot? We gonna lock all these old ladies up? 
I don't know. And I don't know what media. Oh, that would be a good question for Tyler Perry. What movies does he watch? <laughs> oh, I want to know. That is a good question. Like, Who's what Tyler books Perry's does like... he read? What movies does yeah. he watch? Do you watch anything except your own stuff? Like, we know you have, like, a huge catalog, but... I don't think he watches his stuff. You don't think so? No. I don't think he looks back at this. I think he wraps it up <laughs> after filming in two weeks and never uh-huh. looks back. And he just keeps Dang. emailing post-production to say, when is it done? When is it done? Hurry up. When is it done? I gave you three <laughs> days to do a two-hour movie. I don't understand. Was it? Well, why is it not finished? <laughs> yeah, come on. I think... And That's... then it comes out, and then he forgets that it came out. And we talking about it, and he's somewhere <laughs> playing catch with his son. Do, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think this would be the perfect form, um, the new Chitlin Circuit podcast, if Tyler Perry would come on the show, because we have questions, and, and we also want we want to show appreciation for like the work yeah. you've done, but we, we have questions no one else has asked you. Everyone else wants to know about your philanthropy, I don't studio, care about that shit. I, I want one person to ask the real questions to Tyler Perry, and yeah. it's not even on like no bashing shit, because... I would, I like, if I had the opportunity to ask Tyler Perry questions, I wouldn't be like, why are you making bad movies? Like, cause that's not, it's not what I want to know. I want to know exactly. what movies do you watch? <laughs> I want to know, like, what, I, I want to know why you, like, who does the set design? I, <laughs> without any implication, <laughs> I would just like to know who does it. <laughs> Please. Are they experienced? <laughs> Have they designed other sets or they, do they just work for you? Yeah, is it I'll, is yeah. it you? Do you? Is it you? <laughs> you know, it's fine if you like do. To it's that. totally fine. Yeah, we just you know we're just curious. Here's the next. Is since we're talking about a fall from grace as a motif for Tyler Perry's like movie quality over his career span. Here's the. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about. Here's the the thing I would also ask him. His turn toward the vulgar. I'm curious about that. If, he's, if it's a money thing. That he's trying to, like, he thinks that's what'll get younger viewers for him. Like, mm-hmm. cussing and booty. That's what we want to see. <laughs> yeah, right? I, when I was introduced to Tyler Perry, I was young, maybe like 10 or 11, watching the plays on, like, you know, mm-hmm. DVD. And those are like the tail years of VHS. That's when you bought, v- like, yeah. it was one machine. <laughs> DVD yep. and VHS came together. <laughs> the VHS player? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I was watching the plays, and I love the plays. I still do. Um, it was still very... Everything was laced with Jesus. Even when it was light-handed, it was laced mm-hmm. with, like, a Christian message. And then he started making movies that were a little, like, more secular, but just in a normal way. Like, uh, right. Daddy's Little Girls is about a man who, like, Monty's Christian, but the movie isn't, like, unlike uh, mm-hmm. I Can Do Battle By Myself, which is clearly just, like, a Christian movie, you know? Yes. Yeah. But in some time in recent years, maybe after like when uh, Acrimony came out like four years ago, right? Three or four years ago. Yeah. 2016. That sounds about right. Like around that time, like between 2014 and 2016, somehow Tyler Perry started making movies that like F-bomb cuss. Um, (laughs) He does nudity on his beats. He like shows. Oh yeah! Oh girl, yeah, he does. I like, saw like full nudity. Yeah. Full nudity, yeah. That's yeah. that's a good point. And even like the first like, there's a scene in the Oval episode one. I was like, this is this is on um, BET. This is like network television. They can air yeah. this. That's interesting. He's taking yeah. this turn toward the vulgar, and it's so insincere. 
Like, it's not that he's <laughs> trying is. to capture life as it is. It's like he's trying to, it's like he's adding a thing. He's using vulgarity as a tool for something that I cannot discern. <laughs> I don't know why he I does it. I think it may be, I Has think anyone it may be your original this? point. I feel like people have enough. I think people just chalk it up to, oh, here go Tyler Perry being wild and like just putting out something that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I feel like, cause back to that point, like, cause even like um, thinking of like insecure, how like nudity is a part of the show and they, yeah. they'll have like the sex scenes and you, but it's, it just is like a part of like life. That's what happens. Right. Yeah. But like with Tyler Perry, it's just like, oh, okay. Well, dang, I know he was going to be all in my face like that. Oh, Okay. Yeah, cool. it's like he doesn't Next know. Scene. It's a good point. I, I don't know. We don't have any p- policies here. I don't know what our policy is. <laughs> but to <laughs> shout out another black movie podcast on the Michelle Mission, they talk about um, mm-hmm. goddamn. <laughs> their thing is they think Tyler Perry don't know anything about real life, <laughs> and <laughs> and it's just Dang. like sometimes when he's trying to write real life stuff, like how yeah. like. Broke people order coffee, or how <laughs> broke people is you and me, <laughs> or how like. <laughs> Ooh, don't, I'm not broke no more. I'm, look, that. I'm po. I'm I'm po, baby. <laughs> I, uh, or like how you know sinners have sex. <laughs> you don't know how to write it. He don't know. He's not not he sinners. He, he hasn't done real life. Oh. Think about it. he went from living in a car. <laughs> To like That's millionaire, <laughs> Make, putting plays on the road, and then yeah, next thing you know, Tyler Perry on Oprah, and yeah. I'm just like, oh okay. He don't know normal That's... life. <laughs> There's no in between for Tyler Perry. It, it was yeah. wow. Good point, Michelle Mission. <laughs> That's what I don't understand about this like vulgarity he now uses in his movies. I don't get it. Maybe it is to try and draw a younger audience, but even still, like it, yeah, it doesn't make me want to stay to watch something. Like, you, how is that in relation to the story at all? I, it, all I see now is cakes and cool. I guess. Yeah. I yeah, know how I feel, but like, um, <laughs> honestly, it makes me feel prudish. I need, I need I, substance with the cakes. Yeah, like you can't just go showing me people's butts and ding dongs. Right. I, I, <laughs> Like, know what's up. But you know what's weird, though? What? Even with the nudity, like, I've mm-hmm. seen in Tyler Perry's stuff, you still don't see no titties, though. What is that about? Oh, you don't. What is that about? Mm. Like, why is it, like, it's more, is is that feminism? That he's trying to, like, he's, he shows Maybe the male form much more. Yeah. But also, a lot of his base is like Christian women. I'm assuming, and I'm I don't think Christian women want to see that. Mm. So it's like Christian. They may tolerate like a little booty or whatever, but they might not want to see. Yeah, oh, another woman's breast. Breast, breast. Yeah, they probably wouldn't want to see that. I forgot people if, be if, straight. If that's yeah, and and they'd be like, because I feel like a lot of his people are very like real in the church conservative. So mm-hmm. that's his that's his viewership. But and I think that's him trying be, to shake yeah. that with all of this cussing and... and <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think, don't know. Christian's dropping F-bombs? I think his first foray into this, now that I've been thinking about it a few minutes, maybe Aunt Bam. Yeah. Uh, Cassie Davis's character is probably the most, mm. like, first vulgar-ish vulgar. character. Yeah. That he introduced. But I just don't get it. Um, 
yeah, this movie is probably it's it, it's bad. I think it's probably the worst movie I've seen this year. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm okay when saying we, that. When we watched it together, it was what you, me, and Saray, we all watched it um, in my place, and yeah, it it didn't. Yeah. Oh, shout out Saraya. <laughs> Shout out, to, shout out to our, our girl Soraya. We watched it the night before we went to the studio for the first time too. It's real sentimental. Nice. Um, but yeah, you know what? Let's just let's just get into um, this 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 here. Let's let's talk about who came to act and let's see if we can we can wrap we can wrap this up here. I would love to know. Yeah. Um, and this was tough because it's the the movies all over the place and. It, it was easy for me to weed out who did not come to act. That was easy. Um, but, and thinking about this, um, this character only got like maybe like five or so minutes in the whole movie, but they came to act and I'm willing to, you know, put them out there because they, they did that. Um, I would like to nominate Cicely Tyson for the Who Came to Act Award. <laughs> You got what? What are your reasons behind your nomination? Yeah, so even though we only saw Cicely Tyson maybe like two or three times in the whole movie, her presence was always felt. In the back of my mind, I'm always saying, "So what happened to Cicely? Like, is she? Did she disappear? Where did she go? Where is she? I want more of that. That's a lasting effect. That's what you want in a Who Came to Act nominee, and Cicely delivered. I wholeheartedly accept that nomination. Thank you. Thank you. She did great. When she came on the scene, I said, ooh, something's going on. Something ooh, is amiss. Something's going on. <laughs> why are you walking around here like that? What is going on in this white nightgown? What is going on? <laughs> you know, usually at this point, I try and say something positive, but I don't have anything good to say. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a break and come back yeah. with our second segment. On second watch, we'll be looking at Tyler Perry's, one of Tyler Perry's greatest hits. Greatest. Why did I get married? Mm. All right, stay after the break. All right, we are back and ready to talk on second watch. Why did I get married? Now, this is going to be a palate cleanser. I'm honestly don't. I'm sorry we had to talk about a fall from grace. It's new (laughs) and, you know, we got to talk about what's going on in the world, Mm -hmm. in the film Mm -hmm. landscape. But this is what we really came to talk about here. One of our, I think you and I both, one of our favorite Tyler Perry uh, classics that, I mean, I I never not enjoyed this movie when I watch it. Yeah. I have not found a flaw. So let me not spoil it. Sid, (laughs) let's do our own second watch. What did you think? Where were you? And what did you think the first time you seen this movie? And then Mm -hmm. when you rewatch on 100th watch, to be honest. Yeah. What do you think now about this movie? So, yeah, first time watching it because what year did this movie come? Out? I saw it in theaters with my parents. Um, this came out in two thousand and seven, mm-hmm. so we were like eleven. Yeah, that's right, we were eleven yeah. when this movie came out. Um, so clearly very young and just excited to uh, see uh, this PG thirteen movie <laughs> um, with mom and dad because it's like, oh, I'm I'm about to see me an adult flick. This is gonna be <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ain't nobody, nobody better cover my eyes either because I want to see what's happening. It was like that kind of feeling. (laughs) I know there was, there was nothing vulgar in this movie for real. Um, But on 
watching it for the first time, standouts to me were always Tasha Smith's character. Uh, funny. I knew at 11, this one was hysterical. Um, <laughs> number two, I realized then when people say what a trifling man is mm-hmm. um, at 11 years old, I said, oh, this is what trifling means. Got it. Mm-hmm. Noted. Um, and number three, I guess I realized that like outside of like um, kids going, not kids, parents going on vacations with their kids, they do be having other friends and going on vacations with them. And now I realize, okay, so this is what my parents be doing when they leave me and Courtney at the house. This yes. is cool, I guess. Yes. But on second watch as an adult, um, you know, watching it however many times throughout the years, um, a lot of the same feelings, but like more context, right? Mm. So it's like with Tasha Smith, you realize that when she's on, she's a method actor. When she's on set, she doesn't break character. That is probably the funniest thing I think anybody could do <laughs> in that type of role. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. Number two, trying to figure out how Tyler Perry convinced Janet Jackson to be in this movie. Because um, I think out of her only acting credit outside of Tyler Perry stuff is Poetic Justice. Mm-mm. I may be wrong. Not no? Professor what 2, is- The Clumps. Oh, you were so right. You was. I just watched that. They had the song. Ding, 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 ding. Wait, no, that, that wasn't the Does one. Does it really matter when it ends? Yeah, because I'm in love with the enemy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy yeah. played too much. That's Nutty Professor. Love that. Um, yeah. uh, what else? Uh, yeah, just love the movie on second watch. You know. So, what did you think watching it? Eleven year old Lex, you went and saw this movie, right? Had it on DVD growing up. Yes, we and did. Then Rewatching it many, many times over. Yes. As you grew into adulthood. You know, this movie, I knew this was a banger the first time I seen it. And yeah. <laughs> this is so I was I I seen it at home. We rented it and then like we bought it because <laughs> my uh-huh. mama liked it that much. For context, Tyler Perry's movies meant a lot to me growing up. I'm a child of a single mother, so we of, of a Christian Southern single mother. So we watched mm-hmm. a lot of Tyler Perry movies. And right. the, I didn't always like the movies my mama put on. <laughs> she, I remember watching Woman the Art Loose, that T.D. Jakes movie. I did oh, not girl. like that when we it came out. We should review that. <laughs> we should. We should. I did not like that. But when we put this one on, honey, I, I just knew. I, I just, this was so great. Um, I didn't know I was having a chat with Miss Lanithia Lee. This is different. <laughs> I told you I've been watching Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Nini. It's so great to meet you. I've been a fan for so many years. Let me move my bangs. <laughs> I love Bitches this is movie. mad. Bitches is mad. <laughs> Look, the first time I saw it, I mm. thought... I, the same the the main thing that came through was what a trifling man is. I just yeah. was like, how can a man like Mike exist? The second Literally. time, by second I mean thousandth, because I watched this yes. movie at least every quarter. I watched this movie. No, for sure. I can't even tell. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, on second watch, I cannot think of a better cast for this movie. I can't think of mm. any story I, well, I could think of story tweaks that would be better like for society but like in yeah. terms of how the film works the story was mm-hmm. tight the story was good um yes. dialogue was there the chemistry was there chemistry I, yeah i just love this and i like when lamon rucker gets to play the sexy character because i just i know 
I am young. I am not sexually enthralled by Lamont Rucker. I think he's yeah, good looking. Yeah, not for real. But that's not for me. However, yeah. <laughs> who keeps my thumb on the pulse about what mid-aged black women like is my mama. Who? <laughs> she thinks he is fine. <laughs> and they all fine. Do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And they, you know, Tyler Perry made it a point to show us that LeVon Rucker is going to be a sex symbol in this movie. <laughs> and I'm not mad at it. He, he did. He. I loved uh, it, though. Did, same. Honest, here's the only. Here's the thing. Here's my, my, my thought on why did I get married for real in the context of the Tyler Perry industrial complex. <laughs> <laughs> is or I should say the Tyler Perry cinematic universe. Yes. The thing is the scene where ev- all of everything gets aired out and I got my shot. Boom. <laughs> Boom. That was the tightest scene of dialogue Tyler Perry has ever written. Oof. And that angers me when I watch his other movies because I know he can make a scene and get the information, develop the characters, yes. develop the relationships between the characters in and a concise know, I know, way. Did he, and he did direct this movie too, but uh, even seeing how like um, how the camera was moving through the dialogue in that scene, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you get your close-ups when someone's making their points, you get the wide table shot to get the rest of the like, you know, mm-hmm. couple's reaction. Then you go back to the, the close-up to that. Co- it was... I mean, genius. It that was, was a perfectly directed shot. Maybe the bar is too low because it was just like, <laughs> it was just effective. Like, it, it was, <laughs> true. I didn't see anything with the camera that made me go, Wah. but it, it was, it was just good filmmaking. That's but true I mean, okay. <laughs> after starting out with a fall from grace in this episode, it, it makes this movie seem like a, it is a masterpiece, but it makes it sound yes. great. Tyler's fall from grace has been tragic. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. 13 years of difference really shows you 13 years and a billion dollars later it will show Oof. you how an artist can change. This movie is great. It's just as good on second, third, fourth, and fifth watch. Million times. Mm-hmm. Million. And I'll say like um, even like watching as an adult because you know how people are like very fond of like the cast of The Best Man and that's mm-hmm. just they were the perfect cast for that movie. That's how I feel about Why Did I Get Married. Yes. Perfect. Genuinely. I mean like the this is the cast. No one else could have done that yeah. like them. I can't think of. I mean, like maybe Isaiah Washington could have played Mike's character, but like, nah. Like, well, let's ha- let's play a game. Okay, let's try. Let's yeah. try. If we had to recast, why did I get married? Who would play each couple? Hmm. Well, if I mean the easily most. The only character who's mostly needing recast, let's say, if you recast Tyler Perry as somebody else. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Let me think. Who would I have played Tyler Perry? Let's see. I'm thinking Oof. of... Um, you know who could have did it? You know who could have did it? Who? Ron Rico could have did it. Ron Rico could have did it. Ron Rico my, did it. My next thought was going to be, um, what's my guy, um, Pookie from The Game? Um, Tasha's ex-boyfriend member. Chauncey? Who? Punk-ass Chauncey? Oh, no. Um, no, no. Was that not Rockman Dunbar? Rockman Dunbar. I think he could have played Tyler's character. I love me some Rockman Dunbar. I think, I think he, he could have did it. I don't know. I'm Clearly, my attractions, that develops young, and that developed for me in the 90s, which is why I uh-huh. hold... Jill Scott, Neil Long, Rockman Dunbar, so closely to like to who I am as a yeah. 
as a lesbian, I know Rockman Dunbar is a man and he's a very manly man, but I'm still very mm-hmm. attracted to him. Um, but yeah. that being said, Mr. Dunbar, um, <laughs> if Go you're ahead, tuning shoot your in, shot. Um, you can find us at the new chitlins at the new chitlin circuit at gmail.com. Um, if you send an email, I'll see it, you know, just make sure yeah. to make the subject, um, in brackets request for Lex and then whatever else you would like to be in the subject. Um, wow. I will get back to you very quickly. Immediately. Immediately. I'm not afraid of being thirsty about that. Okay. Well, thank you. Mr. Dunbar. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Look, y'all remember this movie. If, if y'all rewatch this movie, uh, cause I rewatched it after the Jill Scott, Erica Badu battle. Cause I just, same gazing at Jill Scott like that for two hours really made me like I needed to wind down with some I see all the memes of seeing like and now I see why uh Mike was trifling just made me go back and rewatch I said oh this is okay yeah I need I need a laugh I need a good laugh yeah, yeah. if yeah. y'all have rewatched it recently let us know what y'all think on second watch because like I think this movie holds up I think it really stands up to time and to like critique like it is a good movie it's a good movie. It's it's realistic. I think because a lot of our critique has always been about how do who do you talk to? Like what yeah. experiences do you pull <laughs> from when you write these? And I I don't know what married couples discuss. I'm not married, and I don't have any married friends. Mm-mm. So like if it, it seemed natural for them to be doing this thing and then having these discussions with like the women and the men, and then they come together, blah blah blah. Yeah. So. Tyler Perry, you did your research, I'm assuming. Yeah, so, you did your thing on this good one, Good job. T. Yeah, <laughs> you did your thing, T. All right, Sid, you'll tell them how to find us. Follow us on Twitter at TNCCPod. Uh, let us know who you think could have been recast in this perfectly cast movie. Um, also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at New Chitlin Circuit, and that is spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. Make sure you listen and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Because mm-hmm. we everywhere. We on the map. We global. And look, if they got five stars to click, go ahead and click them. You, it, look, you made all the way to the end of the episode. You liked it. Five you clearly liked it. You liked it. it. You listened to it. You think yeah. it's funny or whatever. So listen. Five stars. Leave a review. Shout out. Five stars. Do your thing. We really appreciate it. We do. And you know, if you do it, maybe you get a shout out or something. I don't Ooh. know. Yeah, we have that shout out. That's a good idea, Sid. Hell yeah. We'll give you a shout out. Leave that comment. We'll give you a shout out. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Y'all be safe.